Yo, what's goody, what's goody, Latrell in a hoodie. And welcome to another episode of the Brother Next Door podcast where we talk about finance, personal development, and skills to get you further in life through actionable steps and my experiences. In this episode, we're talking about outwitting the devil, y'all. Yeah, you heard me right. We're going to talk about how to outwit the devil, how to get rid of bad habits, and how to incorporate better habits. This episode is going to come from the book Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. It's a conversation he has with the devil, quote unquote. Um, and we're just going to get into it. I read it a couple months ago. I read it. I read it a couple times, but I just felt like the information was worthy sharing unto y'all because I feel like a lot of people get stuck in life. A lot of people start drifting as one of the concepts in the book. And I feel like it's good to talk about drifting and non-drifters and how to get out of that loop of continuing to do the same thing over and over and over. So let's just get right into it. Understand, I'm going to give you all a little summary. Then we're going to go into a couple of points that were very important that I found very important in the book. And then, you know, try to combine a little bit of my experiences and then we're going to wrap it up. So the summary of the book is just, like I said, a conversation between Napoleon and it. Napoleon Hill and the devil where Hill gets the devil to explain what traits and activities that keep stagnant, that keep you stagnant in life and what activities and traits will propel you in life. Right. So the first thing is understand that you are operating in either fear or you're operating with faith with everything you do. You're operating within fear or you're operating within faith. What do I mean by that? When you're going out, a limb, going out on a limb and starting a podcast, you're operating, you know, you're going to have a little fear, of course, because you're doing something brand new. You're, you got people listening to you that you never knew was even out there. You got this, that, and the third. And, you know, it can be uh, a little fearful. But with my experience, I operate on faith when it comes to this podcast because I know how many lives I can reach with this podcast if I continue going, if I continue staying consistent, if I continue improving the value that this podcast has to offer for you guys. And so understand every time I show up, I'm operating on faith that this podcast will blow up, not for the money, but for the value and for the impact that it will make on lives all across the world. And so that's just one example. Uh, another example is uh, being home before the streetlights turn on, right? You <laughs> you operating on fear because you know you you gonna get that butt whooping if you're not home by the time that streetlight come on, right? That's an example of operating on fear, getting back home before the streetlight turn on. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, some of y'all don't, and that's all right. But those those are just two examples of you know operating on faith and operating on fear. You got to determine with everything you do, are you op which one are you operating on? And then, you know, switch that to operating on faith. If it is, you know, valuable, if it is getting you towards your goals, right? Next thing, understand words are powerful. What you tell yourself and what you tell other people will materialize into real life, real talk. So understand, you tell yourself, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. You won't be able to do it. And that's just facts. You you won't be able to do what you tell yourself you can't do. 
I can't go to college. I can't go to college. I can't pass this class. I can't pass this class. You, I guarantee you won't do it. Understand, I took cal- calculus one four or five times. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I took it about five times. And every single time, or a- after the first time, I was like, I, I can't pass this class. Like, this class is hard. This class is impossible. I'm not going to be able to pass this class. But around the fifth time, I was like, you know what? I'm pat- No matter what, I don't care what I have to do, I am passing this class. No matter what, I am passing this class. And so what I did was I taught myself how to actually study. I get by in AP classes and pre-AP classes in high school, just memorizing, you know, studying last minute, memorizing, going, taking the test, getting B's and A's on the test. It wasn't an issue. Uh, freshman year of college, same thing, study last minute, got B's and some C's, I ain't going to lie. Yeah, it, it wasn't as effective in college as it was in high school. But uh, freshman and then a little bit of sophomore year of college was the same thing. You know, just just getting by with the test and doing real good on the homeworks to give myself a B or an A in the class. But like I said, once I got to that calculus one class, I, I really had to buckle down, learn how to study, learn how to sit my butt down and spend time in the textbook. And so once I did that, then I told myself, you know how to study. You know how to study. You know how to pass classes. You're not failing any more math classes. You're doing this. You're doing that. I kept telling myself this. I kept affirming to myself that I am a great student. I kept affirming to myself, you are smart. I kept affirming to myself, I can do this. And next thing you know, the next two math class or the next math class I took, next two, my bad. I got B's in both. You feel me? And so it's like going from having taken five of the same exact math class to passing the very next math class. That's harder, you know, with the B the very next semester. So understand it is possible, but you have to know what you're putting into your mind. You have to know what you're putting out into the quote unquote universe, because what you put out is exactly what you're going to get back. So it doesn't matter if you're telling yourself that it doesn't matter if you're telling your friends that words matter. I know we talked a lot about that in season one, but words truly are powerful and they do, you know, they do materialize. So you definitely have to be careful with what you're saying to yourself. Next, understand. Or here, I'll give you another example. There's a guy he took an SAT, right? He was a decent student, not, you know, not terrible, but not the best student in the world. Right. He took the SAT. Ended up getting a very, very high score, right? Got accepted to all these colleges, went to college, went on to be very, very successful. And then a couple years later, they hit him up and was like, hey, actually, that was was the wrong score. You actually did terrible on the SAT. And so what was the point of me saying that? Understand, if it wasn't for that SAT score, he probably wouldn't have believed in himself. He probably would have never applied himself like he would have with that perfect essay or with that great SAT score. So if he would have got a terrible SAT score, what do you think he would have said? Oh, I'm a failure. Oh, I'm not going to get anywhere. Oh, this, oh, that. And he would have, you know, looked down on himself. But because he saw or because he thought and believed that he was a smart student, quote unquote, he went off to do smart and great things. And so what am I saying? I'm saying 
the mind doesn't know reality and fake. It really doesn't. And so you have to keep telling yourself, you got to keep lying to yourself. I am great. I am, you know, this, I am that, whatever you want to be. Now you have to put work behind it. Don't just lie and sit there and do nothing, but keep lying to yourself until you do, do become that person that you want to be. But you have to put work behind that thought, behind those words, behind that action. You have to put action behind it, right? Next, work on listening to your other self. This is a concept in the book, other self. Understand your other self is what tells you to go out and do those things you want to do. Your other self tells you to go out and stop being lazy, stop procrastinating. Go out and take those risks. Understand we're listening to... Another part of our body, right? We're, li we're listening to the devil, devil's advocate telling us, oh, nah, just just relax. You've already worked too hard. You work, you work too hard today. So go ahead, take a break, relax, chill out. You'll be fine. Don't worry about it. There's always tomorrow. No, tomorrow is not promised. So listen to your other self that's telling you, go out, take those risks. It may be your intu intuition. Go out, do those things that make you uncomfortable because the things that make you uncomfortable now will get you a lot further in life. And that's a fact. Next, I want to give you seven principles to obtain spiritual, mental, as well as physical freedom. First one, definite of purpose. What does this mean? I basically harp on this every single episode in this podcast. Have a main objective in life. Have a main goal in life. Figure out what that main goal is for you. My main goal in life is to affect people all across the world. It's not thousands, it's not millions, it's not billions. It There's no number attached to it. But it's to affect people around the world with this podcast, with any other venture I have going on in my life, is to affect, positively affect people all across the world. So whatever that is for you, figure out what that is, and then you can start setting setting up your goals, setting up your lifestyle, and all that stuff around that one main objective. Next, you need to master have mastery over yourself. What does that mean? It means if you're lazy, is like I said, listening to that uh, listening to that devil on your shoulder telling you to relax, telling you don't worry about it, telling you it's okay, wait until tomorrow. It's telling that devil, no, I have stuff to get done. No, I need to get this done today, right now. It's having mastery over your thoughts, having mastery over your laziness. You need to learn how to master yourself in order to, you know, have freedom from spiritual, mental, and the physical parts of your life. Next, learning from adversity. You're going to go through adversity. It's just a fact. But understand, you have to learn from it. It's okay to go through it. It's bound to happen. But what's not okay is for you not to learn from that adversity. What's not okay is for you to go through something and then go through it again and then go through it again. And you're like, why, why does this keep happening? It keeps happening because you're not learning from your mistakes. History repeats itself. History repeats itself. So if you're continuing to do what history has showed, you're going to continue to get the same exact result. So learn from your adversity. And it's probably going to be better to learn from others. It's going to be better 
to learn from others' adversity rather than just learning from your own. You're going to have your own, but to make the journey a little bit easier, to make it a little bit smoother, learn from other people's mistakes. Take their word from it, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a coach, whoever it is in your life. Learn from that individual. That way you don't have to make those same mistakes. That way you don't have to go through those same roadblocks. Or if those roadblocks do come up later on, then you know exactly how to handle them. Time. Right? Are you giving time to your goals? Are you giving time to what you want to do in life? Or are you giving time to other things? Are you giving time to watching TV? Are you giving time to lay in the bed? Are you giving time to uh, people who don't deserve your time? You have to figure out where your time goes. Do an audit, whatever you need to do of where your time is going throughout the day. Not, not, not even the week, throughout the day. And understand if you're spending more time at work, if you're spending more time listening to your best friend, talk about nothing if you're, li if you're spending more time watching TV rather than working on your goals, then that is a problem. That's something that we need to work on. I'm not saying spend eight hours at work and then spend eight hours on yourself. Eventually, you do want to do that, right? Eventually, you do want to get to that point to where you really, you really hustling. But for now, if you're just starting out, if you're just, you know, just starting that journey, it's not realistic for everybody. People have families, people have other things going on in their life, and that's completely understandable. But don't definitely don't spend more time leisuring around after work more than you are working on yourself, more than you are developing yourself. Right? Next, harmony. Acting with definiteness of purpose to become the dominating influence in your own mental, spiritual, and physical environment. What does that mean? You have to <laughs> you have to put everything together, right? You have to harmonize. You have to let things flow, right? If you if you want to be, you know, this great athlete, if you want to be, you know, this very in shape, you know, trainer or whatever the case may be. Everything in life have, has to harmonize with that. Everything else has to flow with that lifestyle. You can't want that, but drinking Coke all the time and eating fast food all the time, doing this, that, and the third, doing stuff opposite of what your main objective is, right? You want everything to line up with each other. That's why I say start with the big picture in mind, what you want, and then set up goals in each aspect of your life, right? Your job, your family, your extracurricular activities, all that needs to line up with your main objective. That way everything really flows together. Next, caution. Think through your plan before you act. Don't, don't just go crazy and jump off the ledge without actually creating a plan. Come up with a plan. Seek people who have gone through what you're wanting to go through, seek advice from them, and figure out if it's a good, solid plan. Don't just say, oh, I'm going to do this and go. Nah, think, think about it. Talking about some, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave the house and move 500 miles away. Okay, cool. Do that. 
But do you have a plan once you get to where you're going to be? If not, you should, you should take some time to think about that. If not, you should take some time to call some people, figure out how they did it, figure out, you know, what resources you have available in that town that you're trying to move to, whatever the case may be. But don't just flat out say, I'm going to do something and then go do it without really thinking about what it all entails. Right. And then the last point I want to give y'all is talking about uh, Ralph, Dal R Ralph Waldo Emerson's The Law of Compensation. Compensation. I can't talk today, y'all. Understand for everything that you have missed, you have gained something else. For everything you gain, you lose something else. Also, the whole of what we know is a system of compensations. Every defect in one manner is made up in another. Every suffering is rewarded. Every sacrifice is made up and debt is paid. Right? So understand, that's why I say there's no such thing as balance. That's why I say you have to learn how to juggle. That's why I say you have to learn how to evenly, evenly, you know, go through the things that are happening in your life. Some things you're going to have to hold on to longer than others. But the general idea is you're not going to be able to evenly distribute everything because everything is just going to just going to start to crumble. So if you're spending more time at work, if you, you know, more work focused, you're trying to, you know, get a promotion, this and that, then family time is going to decrease. All right. Then activities that you have outside of work and outside of your family is going to start to decrease. If you want to spend more time with your family, your activities, unless, you know, you get your family involved in those activities are going to start to decrease your work, the effort you're putting in in work. Is going to start to decrease the the work the effort that you put in to your craft to what you love doing to what you want to do in life you're going to get rewarded for that you're putting in all this work all this effort is tiring is you know sometimes you get demotivated but you're going to get rewarded for all that hard work that's why that's why it's guaranteed almost it's almost guaranteed that you're going to be successful if you just start, if you just start and stay consistent. The problem is a lot of people start, but a lot of people are consistent. Everybody can start, but not everybody can follow through and stay until the end. So all you got to do is wait until the end. You're not a failure until you quit and don't do it anymore. That's literally the only point at which you're a failure is when you say, you know what? I can't do this. You know what? I don't want to do this anymore. At that point, that's the only time you become a failure at that thing. You as a person don't become a failure. But at that one thing, at that one thing that you wanted to do at one point, that's when you become a failure at that. Right. So understand that the law of compensation is powerful. The law of compensation works. So the last thing I'm gonna say to you is do more than you're paid for. Do more than you're paid for. Don't say, don't ever say, I don't get paid enough for that. That's above my pay grade. No, no, don't, don't do that. Because if you wanna, if you wanna earn more, whether it's your job, 
whether it's a podcast, whether it's a YouTube channel, whatever the case may be, if you want to get paid more, you need to start doing more. Because eventually the work that you're doing will start to get ahead, right? It will start to catch a lead on the money, and then the money is just going to follow right behind. It's going to be on a string. You don't know how long that string is, but it's on a string. And then eventually that money is just going to start to follow the effort that you're putting in. And so that's all I have for y'all. Like I said, the book is Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Take a look at it. Check it out. If you were you've never heard this information before, this was literally, you know, a couple minutes summary of it. So get the book, get the audio book, listen or read it for yourself. If you have already read the book, this is just something to look, you know, jog your memory and listen and read it, read it again, because it's a great book. It helps you. It gives you a different perspective on life. It gives you a different perspective on how you're spending your day, whether you're a drifter or whether you are a non-drifter. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out the book, all right? So y'all take it easy. Peace.